Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am Ben, aka the Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is Chief Godzillaologist and Top Engineer of Kiryu, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, buddy. Hell yeah, Kiryu's finally here. That's rad. <laughs> That's all for you Yakuza fans out there. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, because I know Tyler and I had a bonkers time talking about uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Isle Out Monsters Attack. Um, so, and but yes, and Knuckles, fe- and featuring Dante for them, and featuring Baragon for the Democratic Um, so there's that. So, we're here to talk about another, uh, we have another rematch, uh, in this instance. Uh, today's film will be discussing Godzilla against Mechagodzilla because, you know, you got, how are we gonna, we can't call it something else. Uh, so we have to, we have to figure out, uh, we can't call it versus because then it confuse people. So, uh, I believe the Japanese the title for this movie is Godzilla X Mechagodzilla. Yes, that's actually cro- actually would have a much better title. I'm surprised they didn't go like that. All right, uh, so this is directed by Street Fighter Cross Tekken or something. Oh, this came out two thousand two, dude. <laughs> um, True. Uh, this is directed by Ma- Masaki Masaki Tezuka, so- produced by Shogo Tomoyama, written by Wataru Mimuru, starring. Yumiko Shaku, Shin Takuma. Uh, God, I, that sounds like Shin Akuma when I, if you say it real fast. I said, actually, just take off the T. Or like Takuma the, from SNK. Yeah. Uh, Kou Takasogi, Yusuke, uh, Yusuke Tomoe, Kumi Mizuno, Akira Nako. Music by Michiro Oshima. Uh, this was released December 14, 2002. It was runtime 88 minutes uh, with a box office of 1.9 billion uh, yen. All right, so... We have another role reversal again, once again, where a Godzilla foe kind of takes... Well, not completely, but kind of takes the role of savior in this one. I mean, it wasn't the first time they did this with Mega Godzilla. I mean, he was he was the good guy in the Heisei movie as well. You're, you're right, yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, so, but it, it, just, it just in the Millennium Era, it's just like the fact that they just did this last time. Okay, so let's let's get into the story. Um, this is actually a real interesting one, and possibly one of the more fucked up ones when you think about it on a, a, a emotional level. Um, so basically, this is not once again similar to the other Heisei area. This is not any connection to um, uh, the Millennium Era. The only movie that happened before this was 1954. Once again, uh, the 2000 didn't happen. Um, uh, Mega Gears didn't happen. Of course, uh, the last one we discussed did definitely didn't happen. Oddly enough, though, they showed here. Yeah, oddly enough, though, they showed the the moth footage from Mothra. We got stock footage from the Mothra movie from 1962, uh, which is odd. So they referenced Mothra, and I think War the Gargantuans. I think it's like Frankenstein. Well, you get like v- clips from them. Uh, I believe it's Bigfoot Gyra. Is, Bigfoot uh, Gyra. Okay. Is. Thank you, thank you for that. I'm glad you had your. I'm glad you had your uh, your notes. All right, so uh, basically, uh, Godzilla is sort of atta- has reemerged. Like it doesn't even take that long for Godzilla uh, to reemerge. Um, and uh, this and is a different she- one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. Godzilla. Uh, God- they killed the original Godzilla. We see it die um, in the movie. And another Godzilla has reemerged in 2002. Although I think it says 1999, the movie. Yeah, it was st- 1999. Yeah, so that's how you know it's not the same 
in the same continuity. I mean, it could be. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. Um, attacking this uh, town and people are trying to escape. It jumps you right into the action. Uh, we're focusing on mostly on um, a soldier by the name of Akane, uh, who's play. I got it. We're we're focusing mostly on uh, these these tr- these troopers. Uh, who are trying to protect Godzilla and uh, the town from Godzilla with their mazers. They bring back the the mazers from the show era, which I, I really loved. Um, and in between, like right as the uh, the uh, as the action sort of winds down, the lead character uh, played by Yumiko Shaka uh, Akane uh, Akane uh, Akane Yashiro, uh, she accidentally shoot I, I believe she shoots off the side of a mountain which basically kills um her her like she a, a accidentally uh, runs her tank into uh, a cargo uh, jeep full of soldiers and that inadvertently kills them because Godzilla crushes them underneath right yeah so yeah so it pretty much starts from there and she she's our main character Akane is our main character for the third time in a row we have a female laid as the main character, which I think is really, really cool, honestly. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, there's other characters, and we'll get to them in a moment, but she is the star of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and so, basically, uh, God's, they, they, uh, Japan realizes that, okay, we have to do something. We there's like we have to figure out how to stop Godzilla. Um, you know, our, our weapons are, are only doing so much against him. And so, basically... They, they do nothing. They, yeah, they do nothing. For five years, um, and then they, I think one of the scientists, uh, they basically figure out what if we make a metal version of him. And throughout the movie, it's the core sense of this part. Godzilla, uh, they they construct Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla in this movie is a construction of the United of the Japanese government or the USDF, um, United uh, USJDF, uh, Japan Defense Force, whatever. And how did? And I asking yourself, how do they do that? Uh, so they heavily reference 54 Godzilla and they show it dying. You see a, a CGI version of the oxygen destroyer killing it, which I couldn't like, did they show like, it looked weird, but they, there's, they showed CGI version. Well, of it. I mean, it's 1954 Godzilla, so it's not that off putting of an effect really. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so they use the skeletal remains of the original Gujira as the structure to build around what they like, like people call it Mechagodzilla, but its code name is Kiryu, um, which is and, a much cooler name to be honest. Yeah, Kiryu is a much better name than Mechagodzilla. Well, I mean, I love Mechagodzilla, but Kiryu is also it's a rad. It's name. easier off um, on the tongue. Exactly. So the the so that's that's kind of like the the story. It's basically stopping Godzilla again. And you may be saying, oh, is this a revenge story? I, it's not a revenge story. I, I, I kind of expected it was going to be a revenge story because of, like, Akane blaming herself. Or I would thought she was going to blame Godzilla for killing her, her, her uh, basically her troop brethren. Um, I kind of think a part of her does, honestly. I mean, it's mostly self-resentment, but it's because of Godzilla that she's in the predicament that she's in. Right, and that's what I was going to get at. It's not, most of it is not like, it's not like the, uh, the act, the act, uh, from uh, Mega Gears, where she completely blames Godzilla. That that character completely blames Godzilla against uh, what what's going on. This is all like a lot of it is internal in inner t- turmoil from her. Um, so most of the story is basically her dealing with 
she is she is basically reassigned. Uh, she is on a um, what drawn in not drawn in quarter. That's awful. Um, a, a court. Yeah, she's in a boring desk job in a library or something. Right, right. Well, I was gonna say she's court martial. She's court martialed by her superiors, basically questioning her what happened. Were you scared? They're like you are, you're a good Mazer pilot. What ha- or uh, p- pilot whatever? What happened? Did Godzilla and, scare you that much? Yeah, and they're like some of them are kind of dicks about it, you know, because probably because she's a woman. Um, you know, it's the military. I wouldn't be surprised. And um, she is then demoted to to desk job, and like even one of her superiors basically comes up like, "See, isn't this desk job much better? It's not stressful." It's all good. And he, he probably thinks he's doing it right for her because, hell, um, you know, fighting against Godzilla is not easy, especially when you don't know if you're going to come out of it okay. Um, uh, but then we learn uh, that uh, course, that Godzilla, that they're planning to build Mechagodzilla, and who do they want to pilot it? Uh, they're gonna, And so and so here's the cool thing about Mechagodzilla in this movie. Uh, it's not like it, it happens later in the movie, but Godzilla, Mechagodzilla or Kiryu will be piloted by one pilot, but supported by basically a squadron uh, of uh, ace pilots from around Japan. Uh, I can't remember exactly what their names are going to be. The Kiryu Squadron. I know they had another name, um, but we'll just call them the Kiryu Squadron for short. And they would basically support Mechagodzilla. And one of them, this being Akane, uh, would basically be the main pilot. But she would still pilot from far away because it's suicide to put somebody inside a fucking mech. Who would do that? That sounds so stupid. Yeah, that sounds really dumb. Why would anyone <laughs> do this? So, um, yeah, uh, Tyler, how did you feel about this movie uh, in in terms of its its story? Because I wasn't sure what t- I had never seen this one, and I I wasn't sure how to feel about it until after I watched it. Like, I find it extremely endearing. Like, uh, out of all the protagonists that we've seen so far in all these Godzilla films. I feel like Akane is probably the most relatable out of all of them. Like, she's a disgraced soldier that uh, tries to prove herself uh, from this terrible situation that she was put in. And uh, just coping with uh, the lonesomeness that she's had to deal with most of her life. And right. just prove herself, you know? Yeah. Like, she constantly... Like, they, like, she, like the big thing about the movie is, like, her. And the chip on the shoulder she, she basically put on herself. Which a lot of people do... When tragic things happen, they, 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 like, guilt happens, they internalize the guilt, it was my fault, I'm the one who did this, I, I, and, like, they try to own up to that. Nobody else is telling them anything, uh, but it's, like, that internalization that just happens and it just slowly eats you alive. Which I think is, and I think you're right. Like, and and I think her, like, there's a great scene, uh, where we're joined by, so there's another, uh, kind of other main character, um, uh, there's a scientist in here and unfortunately i do not have that actor's name uh let's see no lieutenant um no 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 no. that's the daughter odor oh wow why is he not listed that's crazy he's a ghost um so we kind of have this scientist guy who at first it seems like he's gonna be the main character just because um uh, like, you know, it's a Godzilla movie, but it's not. And, and he's kind of like, he has a daughter, um, and, and we kind of get a little bit of them. He doesn't really get much other than that, like, he doesn't, like, uh, like, I feel like they could have fleshed him out, but I kept, at the same time, I'm glad they didn't because it, they allowed more time for Akane. But what I was getting to is 
there's a great moment with uh, Akane and, and the daughter in uh, in this scientist's daughter where and it kind of sums up like her character in in one nutshell where um Akane you learned that the this daughter she uh she basically her mom died when she was very young and along with I think her sibling then they mentioned that her sibling was also died due yeah, to childbirth. Uh, the, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And so she kind of like has like very sensitive about life and death as one would expect and so they have a really good scene on a rooftop where Akane this is after a certain incident happens with Kiryu and Akane is basically questioning like is my life even precious she's basically suicidal in in this movie which is like that's a bold thing to do in a movie like this yeah right like it's it it, it really makes you think and it, and, it, and it like I know most people want their heroes to be perfect or they want you know, maybe a little bit of flaw, but like rarely do you get characters who are like internalizing so so much that it's basically it's basically killing her slowly. Um, you rarely get that in, in movies anymore, let alone a Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's rare to see uh, main characters like that. Yeah, they like, seem like, like they're a bit too human, you know. Yeah, and and like and I but I thought I made I thought I made it work, and I think it's because we've never seen it before in a Godzilla movie up to this point. Um, maybe, um, in the first movie, uh, w- with, uh, with the doctor, maybe a little bit, but like, not to this degree. Um, but, uh, like she contemplates like, like and, and it doesn't take until the daughter basically says like, no, all life is precious. Your life is precious. You know, it's like, sometimes you just need to, and I feel like that's that little voice she needed to hear at that moment. But yeah, man, like. I don't hear anybody talk about this movie enough. Like, you hear, obviously, the movie we talked about last time. We talked about Shin. You know, a lot of the show era stuff. But, like, this movie, I feel like... Maybe it's not, like, top-tier Godzilla. But I think it's definitely right below it. Like, it's just... it's just A few things just hold it back. But I feel like, story-wise, I think it's really engaging. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, And so... Yeah, so basically the movie is her redemption. There is a typical sort of, like, oh, I love... I, one of my favorite parts of this movie is that we have the, the typical rival character. Uh, the jerk face who just, who's like, uh, why are you piloting Kiryu? I'm the best pilot. And that is played... Eh, you killed my brother, yeah, that Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That is played by um, uh, Yusuke Tomoe, uh, who, uh, that is Lieutenant Ham- uh, Hayama. Um... And like he like he doesn't do much other than to be the snark. But I love when you I think the first time you meet him, he's basically scolding her, and he just gets tired. Like he starts bullying the scientist that's trying to hit on her, which I found that weird because I'm like, dude, aren't you like forty and she's like twenty something? Like chill, dude. Um, but I love that the like like within minutes of her hearing this guy talk, she just basically said basically puts his arm into an arm hold. Puts him in an armhole and basically tells him to knock it the fuck off. And his pride is so hurt. He's limp, literally limping off, whimpering. It was so great. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so, like, she doesn't, she don't fuck, she's basically, fuck around and find out. I'll show you what I'll do to you. Um, I think Akana is one of the best characters we've seen. Um, so let's talk about the other sort of aspect of this story. So, because this is a Godzilla movie, um. This is the this is a this is a ghost in the machine movie in a way. Would you say it's a ghost in the shell? Kind of, yeah. This I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took some inspiration from it, honestly. Um 
So, uh, Kiryu, obviously, like we said, is is built around the remains of, of the original Gojira from 1954. They found its skeletal remains. Uh, and uh, right as Kiryu is being, uh, basically having the big ceremony, you know, what he's just going to do... Oh, actually, before I get that, one thing I did love is the is the pride. The, the, there's a point where they initiate Project Kiryu, and they I love that the reporters are basically questioning about it. Like, do you, like is Japan? Because like, by the way, if you don't know this, after World War Two, it became the the I think the United Nations basically made it illegal for Japan to hold a standing army. Like, they can't do it because of of, of the actions of World War Two. Even to this day, I don't think they technically can have a standing army like we do or most nations do. They only have like some military personnel but it's not like an active thing um so like i love it's just a throwaway line but i thought it added world great real world building is like the the reporters are, are talking to the prime minister uh about like isn't this telling our neighbors that we're ready for another uh, for war you know like this is a lot of power that we're holding and you know, I like that they basically made included the rest of the world in and like no this is not like we're dealing with something that we we have no chance without this weapon, so I I, I like that idea. Yeah, we we're only going to use this on this one thing that we can't that we have to handle ourselves. You know, like this right. is Japan's problem. Exactly, I, I love that because like in in uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, um, it, we didn't really touch on that. Like like especially considering in that in that series, like the Russians were like, uh, and America was so into Japan's business in that first movie. It was kind of like it wasn't odd, but like. It's nice to see in this movie that they're they're taking into effect the the global implications of what creating this basically super weapon is because like hell if if the if the Japanese in our reality created a mechanized uh, super weapon like this we would be like hold on hold up hold up hold up hold up the fuck are y'all doing over there um, but obviously y'all are not. building Gundams they actually did go look at that they actually built a Gundam <laughs> oh, god damn it Japan anyways uh, so. Kiryu is, is ready to go, but as Kiryu is being basically ceremonialized, Godzilla shows up because of course he fucking does. Because of course he shows up at, at like the worst possible outcome. I'm here to ruin everything. Exactly. And Kiryu is ready to go into battle. Uh, we'll talk about Kiryu's design in a moment, but uh, Godzilla—it's basically a standoff and uh, a little bit of a little bit of like kind of like pissing back and forth. And then Godzilla roars, and then all of a sudden, Kiryu, like, the machine inside Kiryu, the ghost inside, the ghost of the original Gojira wakes the fuck up, and is, like, go, like, the, Kiryu basically goes haywire, missiles everywhere, starts destroying everything, um, and... You're, the actual Godzilla runs away, which is something we've never seen before. Exactly, like, he, he's legit terrified, um... And like, like it's like it, like it's so unsettling. Like it's, it's like I imagine, like it's basically taking like you died, your co- your consciousness and yourself died, and then like fifty, was it forty five plus years later, something like that, fifty plus years later, uh, forty five years, forty five years, all of a sudden you're awake again, right? Because I I even think like a Godzilla has like some kind of mental awareness of what's going on with them. They understand the basic concept of I am alive. Like all of a sudden you knew you knew you were dead, and like all of a sudden you're not you're you're alive, but like you 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 look different. What's going on? It's so like on. They don't go into it too much, but just on that level alone, 
that it's awake, it knows that it shouldn't be alive, is fucking creepy. Yeah, right. Like, and 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 the crazy thing is, is like, there's no they they had the I guess the funny thing is, is that Godzilla was created as an analogy of the terror of nuclear weapons, and it's mankind's greatest folly. Mankind, I feel like this movie is like. They had no answer for, hey, what if Kiryu went crazy? Or what if Kiryu goes, gets either controlled or goes out of control? They had no answer for that. Yeah, that's kind of shocking, really. That, uh, yeah, that there's no real allegory to uh, if uh, Kiryu goes crazy. Right. Or, like, it just, to me, it just says that Japan still hadn't learned their lesson 45 plus years later. Like, or, or like the world really has, humanity rather, not just Japan. Like, they were still toying with, fucking with science and creating abominations that we shouldn't be fucking around with. Um, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, to quote Orin from Final Fantasy X, those of power will use that power. Exactly. Um, and, and look, that power fired against them. Um, but luckily, but it, it was until Kiryu basically shut down. I think, like, the, the my heart sank a little bit when they had to tell the Prime Minister that... What can we do? We just have to wait for the power to go down. How long is that going to be? Uh, 50 minutes, 60 minutes. I'm like, shit. So you're going to have to let this monster, this monster awake in this advanced weaponry just just destroy shit for an hour until it powers down. That's crazy. No, that's fine. They're all evacuated. True. But good, still, all that... Good thing that, school's that... closed on a Sunday. Exactly. Um... So yeah, like it, it becomes a, it becomes about a question of sentience, right? Like, am I like is that Kiryu technically alive, even though it's a robot being just happened to be around the husk of a skeleton, right? Like it, it brings in all these questions that it, it the movie doesn't really address, but I think it, its intention is to make the movie ask the audience about it, and I think that's really fucking smart. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, like, and for me, that to me, like, makes it why, like, I think, I don't think it beats the original one for me, just because I think of, like, like, um, like, just nostalgia and just how fun that one is, but damn, I won't lie if it came close just because of, like, the narrative it was, it was playing with, um, in terms of, like, it knew, like, it, it plays itself pretty seriously, in all honesty, as goofy as, like, as the fights can be. This movie, similar to the last one, it plays itself seriously, and I think it works to that. I think it works in this favor. Yeah, I think it works as well, especially when you have a main character like Akane at the helm. Exactly. It, it, I think, I, and I think, if you didn't have an actress who could bring that bre- c- uh, credibility to it, I think this film might have been hokey. Like, I mean, when, like on paper, when you said, "Oh, yeah, it's it, the ghost of Godzilla comes alive in, in Mechagodzilla and starts destroying shit," that sounds stupid. But then when you when you ground it with Akane's struggle with that, like I think it all melts perfectly. Yeah, and you know, and uh, the film also brings up the fact that uh, Akane and Kiryu aren't really all that different. In fact, uh, it pretty much suggests that they're kindred spirits, really. Yeah, that's what I really like. There's there's a unique relationship between the two, especially towards the end of the movie. Um, you know, two lost souls who have who feel like they don't have a pur- like they don't have a purpose anymore, but they find a purpose together. I find that uh, pretty wholesome, honestly. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, like this is definitely. I mean, like like hey, if you're gonna make Mechagodzilla sympathetic, this is the way to do it. 
Um, so let, let's go ahead and talk about redesign. Uh, Godzilla, just briefly, real quick, Godzilla reverts back to his 2000 millennia area design, which is fine. It's a good design. I like it. Yeah. Um, I have it right, and I'm going to show Tyler again because I have to. I have it right here. You know, good old, good old, good old, uh, and have him fight against my Kiryu. I need to buy a Mechagodzilla, dude. I swear to you. I need Ghidorah. I need, I need Godzilla. I need Mechagodzilla. I need Mothra. I need all of them. Um, and all, at the same time, I'm fucking com- contemplating buying Transformers toys. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, let's talk about uh, Kiryu. Because this Mechagodzilla is a sight to be fucking hold. And since uh, you are a... Uh, you love this version of Mechagodzilla, I want you to break it down, buddy. Okay, so... Um... We mentioned before how uh, Heisei Godzilla was a bit too uh, rounded and uh, sort of bland looking before. Uh, this one looks a bit more like uh, the original Gojira, or probably more like the Godzilla in this film, really. Uh, the dorsal fins in the back are more pronounced. Uh, he's a bit more angular. He has a, he has a jetpack on his back, which I don't have on my action figure here. And uh, he's got a... He's got a wide assortment of uh, weapons at his disposal this time around, some of which that we've seen uh, before, but he's got a few new toys, like an Assassin's Creed blade arm on his uh, left arm, which I thought was a neat little surprise. Yeah, I feel like this is a, like, because, like, I think one of the big, like, like you just, you kind of hinted at it, uh, one of the bigger points you and I had with the original, with the second uh, iteration of uh, Mechagodzilla is the fact that it was too clean, it was too round. Um, I, I, I had previously stated that um, that I like the sort of like you can see the rivets in the original Mechagodzilla, and I feel like this version Kiryu does a great job of making it look modern and sleek, but still has that like it was built by men or humans rather uh, feeling to it uh, with all the like extra like layering, the engineering. Um, it was. It's re- It's a really cool redesign. Yeah, I love this. This is probably my fa- my favorite iteration of uh, Mechagodzilla. It's so cool. Like this is so it, cool, man. Like it, it's borderline busy. It's 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 borderline busy. Um, I won't lie, but uh, I I still think it looks it looks insanely good. Um. And, um, like, I like how they, they basically give them, like, you, it has, like, when it opens its mouth, it has the Mazer Cannons in there. Um, like I said, similar, like, one of the bigger complaints about the second Mechagodzilla is that it's lack of weaponry. This one, not a lack of weaponry. There's weaponry all, hidden all everywhere. And, God, how do you... He's oh, got let's fucking talk. finger lasers. Yeah, finger lasers, exactly. Uh, rocket launchers, like you said about the Assassin's Creed blade. Um, now let's talk about... It's best weapon and possibly one of the coolest weapons and effects we've seen in a Godzilla movie yet. The absolute zero cannon. Um, Ah, yeah. We're getting some meaty stuff here. So, um, obviously, what do you do to a nuclear reactor? You cool it the fuck down. How do you cool it the fuck down? You fucking shoot an ice beam that that basically lowers the temperature to, what is it, zero degrees? Or, like, minus something? It's something absurd. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's basically at uh, absolute zero, which is basically cooling down, uh, pretty much wrecking you uh, to a molecular level. Like, it's destroying you from the inside. 
Exactly, and, and um, yeah, that's pretty metal. Yeah, there's a point where unfortunately Mechagodzilla dodges the attack, and uh, Mechkiri shoots it out, and um, or Kir- actually Godzilla hits Kiryu, and while Kiryu is activating the attack, and it just obliterates these buildings like they're just gone from the like they just, they just vaporize. It's insane. Um, With just the snap of a finger. Yeah. It, it's 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 crazy. Um, so yeah, I feel like they they definitely stayed more true to the roots of what makes Mechagodzilla cool, while at the same time updating him for like a, at the time in modern audience. All right, so let's let's talk about the fights because we got two this time. We got one round and two round. The first one's not much, but the second one's a lot. It's just a fireworks show. Yeah. So the first one, uh, how did you feel about the first one, Tyler? Uh. I feel like it was a good representation of uh, what uh, Kiryu can do, uh, even though Godzilla shows uh, little resistance in this one, really. Uh, it's basically just a framing device to establish to us that uh, the spirit of the original Gojira is still inside Kiryu, and uh, that's when it goes berserk, like you mentioned before. Right, exactly. Like It's, it's a primer fight. Um, it's just to kind of t- testing, testing its capabilities... Um, like I, I like that that they were unprepared for it. Akane wasn't prepared for it. None of them were prepared for it. But they had to go into battle anyway. How are they gonna predict this shit? Really? It, exactly. Um, yeah, it's oh god. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a gift of Kiryu. It just looks so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, like it's something much. And unfortunately, like I said, the, the crazy thing is that God's like Godzilla recognizes the like when it when uh, when Gojira because let's just call it like Gojira wakes up basically. And he, like he said, he walks away, and I felt like that's a, that's a really powerful moment because he knows, like, all right, I'm not gonna fuck with this. That's my ancestor in there. I'm not I, fucking with I'm that. I'm gonna head out. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm exactly. So, um, Mechagodzilla is close to basically being decommissioned. So, obviously, for the prime minister, and I, I really like this part because like it, it plays in, like the politics kind of thing a little bit, where like, of course, if Kiryu, a robot made by Japan, the Japanese government. If it goes on a rampage, of course the people of Japan are going to be demanding answers and heads are going to roll. Heads don't roll, unfortunately. Um, but like, I like that there were kind like they were like they sh- they pretty much shut down Kiryu. They didn't want to use him because they didn't they couldn't trust that this this wouldn't how how can they guarantee something like this wouldn't happen again? This is such a freak thing, right? Um, and it isn't until. Um, uh, like they, I think it's not not the one of the pilots, one of the, like I guess Akane's superior. It basically like we we can use Kiryu. This fucking dude, man. Like yeah, Yakuza wasn't a thing back then. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was the face model for Kiryu in that series. He looks like it, right? Yeah, right. He look, He's got he, the angry scowl on everything. Oh my god, yes. If this, I mean, obviously this guy was is by now is probably a little too old to play Kir, uh, Kiryu, but. Um, God, like, yeah, he, he even had that, like, chipper attitude, and, you know, like, God, it was basically as close as you're gonna get to a lot. I, okay, I'm aware there's a lot of action in the Yakuza movie, I don't acknowledge it, um, but this is probably Same. the closest you'll, you'll get to, like, a, 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 an actual Kiryu from Yakuza, in honesty, but this is before Yakuza was even popular in the West, so it doesn't even matter, um, but, so, round two, round two is a lot more interesting, in all, in all retrospect. Oh, yeah. It starts off with a fucking Shao Kahn shoulder tackle. Oh my god, so yeah, so like, Godzilla's wrecking shit, and like, Mechagodzilla, come with his jetpack on, uh, fucking 
charges like right into him, like right from the get go. You know what you're in. Um, and what I honestly like about this fight is that it, it goes between like long distance fighting to like there's points where it's like up close and personal where they're like hitting each other super hard. Oh, I like I loved how I loved how brutal this fight was. On and honestly, it felt personal. Oh yeah, definitely. Great moments like throwing through buildings. I like that there were moments that like it honestly felt like an even match. I I never felt that either occasionally Godzilla would get the advantage, but then sometimes Mecha Godzilla would get the advantage. It really gave the a believability. Like I don't know who's gonna win this fight. Yeah, the unpredictability of this match was really interesting. Um, and even then, like even even despite all that, Godzilla still, despite all of Kiryu's advanced weaponry and everything, Kiryu Godzilla still manages to basically wreck it uh, into the point where like Akane has to. Uh, so like I, I was kind of confused in this because I thought Akane was piloting from inside Kiryu this entire time, um, but she's piloting it from another an, one of the jet fighters that they have. So Kiryu gets wrecked to the point where like they can't like they can't remote control it anymore. So uh, Akane basically makes the suicide run of like I'll pilot Kiryu from inside him, um, and uh, and like Mex like gold school Mex style, and I like I love that because like it was like two spirits coming to one. There's even a point where she's screaming for Kiryu to give her power, and like it's like Kiryu wakes up and starts fighting back. It, it's great. Yeah, that was a great moment for sure. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I don't feel, like, so how do you feel about the ending? Uh, about, like, the fight? Obviously, we thought the fight was great. And um, how did you feel about how it ended, though? I'm curious. Um, I feel like uh, this ended pretty well, uh, considering the circumstances. I mean, they weren't able to kill Godzilla, even though he was point blank for the absolute zero cannon. Yeah, I don't understand. Pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, because like, okay, so basically, what happens is Akane uh, Hayama, her rival, basically has his typical. I'm gonna be a good guy now. I'm not gonna be a dick anymore. I'm gonna sacrifice myself. Um, Akane, uh, right? Godzilla's about to attack. Uh, Defenses Kiryu. And Hayama flies his plane into Godzilla to basically, like, distract him. And uh, Godzilla basically grabs him out of the air. And uh, Hayama is, like, trapped. He, like, Godzilla is, like, simultaneously eating and destroying the plane. And so Akane basically has uh, Kiryu charge right forward, grab the plane, chuck it so he doesn't die. And he escapes from... Uh, with the, with the parachute on. And is char- while she's doing that, she's charging up the Absolute Zero Cannon. And it, she takes out the Tokyo... I'm assuming that's Tokyo Bay. And, like, all of a sudden, you just see a swirl of eye- of, of snow and ice a circle. I'm like, oh, my God. Did she just, like, kill them both? Because um, you don't see it. Um, I thought it was super cool and super sick. Ha. Super cool. Exactly. I did that on purpose. Um, I had to, I'm I proud of you. Thank you. Um, but then it shows Akane alive somehow. I don't know how, but somehow alive. Um, and then you see Godzilla swimming off into the distance with like no, no care. Yeah, fuck just, this. I'm done for today. Yeah, like I'm cold. I'm very fucking cold. I hate. I hate you. Fuck you, humans. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I didn't know how to feel about that because I kind of feel like they should have just killed Godzilla. Like, like, like we we've already killed him in the last movie. They had movie. to keep him alive for 
They had to keep him alive for the next two years because the 50th anniversary was coming up. Yeah, whatever. It's a fucking, they just killed him in the last movie, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um... So, but yeah, I thought it was a spectacular way to end the fight because it has, it, it kind of goes back to that, it's in the news, Godzilla versus King Kong original, or King Kong versus Godzilla, where they both fall over the cliff and you don't know what happens, except now we know what happens in this one. But it kind of spirits the same idea where it's like, bam, what happened? What's going on? That that sense of anxiety of like, who's the victor? Um, but I, I like that basically Akane kind of gives closure at the end of it, like she feels contempt, she feels like she can move past on that, you know, that that, hap- that incident that happened at the beginning of the movie. I think it was a great moment. Yeah, um, her her entire journey is pretty much uh, one of redemption. Like her goal was to take on Godzilla or die trying, and at the end of the day, she was able to drive him off on on her own. And I feel like uh, that's a big accomplishment for her. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Her her story, I think, is the reason why this movie is so good. Her, the, 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 like you said, the, it's basically it's not revenge, it's redemption. In all honesty, um, and I think the fact that she didn't kill Godzilla helps in that narrative because it wasn't about killing him; it's about stopping him because I couldn't stop him the first time, and I did this time. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and go to the ratings board, Tyler. What do you give Godzilla? Against Mechagodzilla. I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. This is probably the most interesting spin for Mechagodzilla for me. Kiryu is a major improvement over the Heisei version by a long shot. And his origin of being built around the bones of the original Gojira is really fascinating. The biggest thing for me is that Akane is a fantastic leading lady with a tragic backstory that I find relatable. Overall, this is a really satisfying movie, and I can't wait to see what they do in Tokyo SOS. Uh, I'm going to similar to that. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, Akane grounds this movie uh, to the point where like you want to root for her, and and, and, they, and I like that they play it serious. Kiryu is an awesome redesign for Mechagodzilla, uh, especially including with the high-tech weaponry and, of course, the absolute zero cannon. Um, such a and such a great um, uh, idea. And while they didn't touch on it enough, in my opinion, about basically the ghost in the shell or the ghost in the machine, uh, in terms of the Gojira being alive uh, for that brief pond, I love that he was even in there. Um, just to, just to, I mean, include it. In fact, uh, you can hear uh, Gojira's old roar when he first wakes up and Mechagodzilla roars. It's 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 really creepy and terrifying. Um, it's a it's a nice it's a nice similar to how last movie uh, was a nice twist on the mythology. This is also a nice twist on the mythology, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, any other notes that we uh, that we missed? Uh, see, da 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 da. Curious, the new Kool Aid Man. Nope, that's about it. Curious, <laughs> the new Kool Aid. Oh yeah, yeah. When he runs, when he runs through the building. Oh, it's so great. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Atomic Shot. We are now entering the final two eras of the Millennium Era. It's already here, and we're get, we're nearing the end of Atomic Shot, as sad as that makes me to say. Um, so just to quick, give a quick update, uh, we will be doing Tokyo SOS and Godzilla Final Wars. We will be taking our one week off. Um, as, as Tyler is petting, is holding Kiri, and I'm, ho- I'm holding Millennium Era Godzilla. Um... I wish I had the show era one or the, or the Heisei era one because I like that one the best. This one's not bad. But, uh, yeah. so, 
obviously a certain new MonsterVerse movie is coming out way sooner than Tyler and I thought. Um, so, and luckily it works out. Oh my god. Yeah, luckily it works out in our favor. Uh, so we'll be doing the next two movies. We'll take a week. We're going to take a week off. Uh, then, uh, normally we've done these movies chronologically, but for this instance, because of the events of, of a certain movie coming out, we won't be doing it chronologically for the modern era. This is how our schedule will work. We'll take the break, come back. We will be reviewing the Netflix anime trilogy first, uh, because number one, it kind of gets them out of the way because Tyler and I aren't exactly looking forward to revisiting those. Um, and, uh, number two, uh, after that, we will then be doing the MonsterVerse movies. So that's Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island. Yes, we will be doing Kong Skull Island because it is part of the MonsterVerse. And even though Godzilla's not in it, it's part it's of that It's not movie. that out of left field. I mean, we already did a King Kong movie before. Exactly. So, um, it's fair game. And then, of course, King of the Monsters. And then, uh, I, Tyler, you have HBO Max, right? Um, yeah, I think my roommates have it. Okay, so then, obviously, we'll do Godzilla versus King Kong, or Godzilla versus Kong, rather. Uh, or, that's gonna be weird, depending on how it lands, but I think we'll, it'll either, either we'll do King of the Monsters, and then we'll end it technically on Shin, and then we'll come back for, uh, one more episode with Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, so, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, and just to give an update... Uh, me and Tyler will still be doing a review uh, like this of Shin Godzilla, since that'll technically be our final episode. But because I want our other co-host uh, uh, at Charge Shot, Tyler, uh, not Tyler, uh, Thomas and uh, Tyler's already here, Thomas and Justin to watch this movie, we'll be doing uh, a watch along for it as well because I really want to see what newcomers think of this of what many consider the greatest Godzilla movie of all time. Uh, so that's pretty much our schedule going forward. Uh, Final two millennium movies, break Netflix trilogy, uh, the uh, the MonsterVerse, and an ending in spectacular fashion with Shin Godzilla, with both a review and a watch along. We'll probably do the review first and the watch along separately. That'll be um, a nice little social experiment. Yes. All right, everybody. Uh, Tyler, please plug your stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. I also do YouTube type stuff on. Uh, I always forget the link for this. Uh, give me one sec. I'll probably edit out this dead air and post. Okay, yeah. I'll probably plug my uh, YouTube channel um, on Twitter later, so you can find everything related to me on there. And you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to the marvelous one. Uh, as I'm, I'm showing Tyler Godzilla hugging King Kong right now. Um, oh, that's adorable. So, yeah, it's adorable. It's not going to end that way in the movie. Uh, twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. You probably uh, could. You could. Um, where uh, you can find all things related to me. Check the pin tweet for my newest video, which is basically about um, uh, Zelda music and me. Uh, I really put a lot of work into that video, and I hope everybody likes it. Uh, my next video will be on Hades, which I'm going to probably have sometime in February. It's fitting because it's the month of love, and I love that fucking game. Um, so there's that. Uh, I stream live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and Wednesday every 6 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Sundays are Owlboy slash whatever I want, and then Wednesdays we'll be playing Chrono Trigger until I beat it. Um, and, uh, also, uh, the first week of February, the first two weeks of February, since I will 
be off for an extended period of time. Tyler and I will be streaming a way out uh, the acclaimed uh, escape drama together for the first time. Uh, so and that'll be uh, that'll probably be Tuesday uh, at seven p.m. seven p.m. Central Time. I think we'll think it's good either seven p.m. or six p.m. Just watch my Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll post it there when we get the finer details out. But that's for another time. Thank you everybody for coming. Uh, we will see you all next week for Tokyo SOS. Uh, until then though, go go Godzilla. Kiryu-chan! <laughs>